You're listening to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. My name's Mike and this is Baz. Say hello, Baz. Hello, Baz. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share. If you enjoy this, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with people you hate. Coming up on this week's show, and this man's not just pissed when he gets home. He's so pissed. He's had a laceration in his cock that needs 17 stitches and didn't go to hospital until the next day. How pissed have you got to be? Something that needs 17 stitches in your cock. How pissed do you have to be to look down and go, it's probably all right, that. I feel like the luckiest person alive to have survived this. (laughs) It's a killer. I would say everybody else in the world that doesn't have a snake and a hawk attacker at the same time. Yes is luckier than this lady. (laughs) She is now using a £12,000 future inheritance to get a body lift. Right. Okay. I'm a bit worried about the phrase future inheritance, Baz. Yes. She booked this knowing she's going to kill her mum and get 12 grand in the inheritance. Yeah, I mean, her mm. mum wants to check her brakes in the car, <laughs> what she's eating daily, plane tickets, all sorts of things. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mildly Controversial Podcast. This week, I want to talk to you about a bunch of mad news stories that have turned up on my Apple News feed. Um, I don't know what it is about me, whether I've triggered some kind of algorithm that says, like, you know, this guy loves batshit crazy news stories, but there seems to be a load of them cropping up in my uh, on my um, Apple News feed. So uh, we're going to go through a bunch of those. Cool. Can you explain what Apple News feed is? Because I'm, I'm lost with this bit. Where, where does that come up? Oh, do you not? If if you just swipe, uh, if you swipe right on your iPhone, it just says um, the the news. Oh, right. It okay. does on my phone. <laughs> 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 Fuck it all. I, I, I hacked into a part of the internet that doesn't exist, Baz. I don't understand. I, was I say, thought everybody knew what it was. I don't get any news feeds. All my stuff is on Google, which is just stuff about Marvel. And like okay. celebrities, so yeah, yours are way more interested. I promise you, there will be no stories covered this evening uh, in any way relating to Marvel or celebrities. Brilliant, perfect. Sounds like the perfect news to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, the first one, Baz. I'm going straight in with a big one. Um, the on the actual um, news headline, there was a euphemism. Um, used in this headline, but I'm going to use the word that they meant. Can I just say you... before you crack into it, I'm trying hard not to laugh with you saying I'm going straight in with the big one, then then mentioning <laughs> euphemisms. <laughs> and when you see the word that they used a euphemism for, you'll understand okay. you're absolutely bang on. <clears throat> so the headline um, should have read: "Ouch, wife shoots husband in the cock with fishing harpoon because he didn't cook her dinner." <laughs> Mm, I'm glad that doesn't happen to everybody who doesn't cook dinner. It's, oh, we'll get onto that conversation, Buzz, <laughs> in a, in a, shortly. But um, so, uh, a furious wife shot her husband in the cock with a fishing harpoon because he went boozing with his pals instead of cooking her dinner. Chanita Coedrum, 43, waited up for Boonchui Musitan. I'm pretty sure that I've nailed the pronunciation of both of those people's names. Um, before, in quotes, shooting him like a fish with a spear gun, piercing the base of his manhood. <laughs> Boonchui said his wife of 21 years then, quotes, twisted the spear. Um, but this is the best bit, Bass. He was so drunk that he didn't go to hospital until the next day where he received 17 stitches. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then finally he says, uh, this guy from Buriram, Thailand, again, I've nailed the pronunciation of that. Like it. um, Said, and I quote, I will not return home for now until she cools down. (laughs) Mildly put. (laughs) (laughs) Wise, wise words, my friend, wise words. So, yeah, there's a a few things to unpack there. um, Firstly, this woman is fucking batshit crazy, by the way, because... Fair enough. If she, if he's promised to, if he's promised to cook her dinner, and then not turned up, um, and gone out on a piss with his mates instead. Um, if I did that to my wife, I would expect her to be a, a bit upset with me when I came home. Would probably be quite frosty. She's probably gone to bed and stewed over it, and then I'd go to bed, and she'd be really kind of making harumphy noises, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. 
And then in the morning, she'd probably still be a bit pissed off. I'd apologise, and we'd get on with our lives. That's kind of how it would play out in my household. Um, she definitely wouldn't have shot me in the cock with a fishing harpoon. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm confident <laughs> enough to make that bold statement there, Baz. Well, so, so the one thing that stood out for me on your news story was wife of 20 years. That was correct, wasn't it? 21 years. 21 yeah. years. So I want to know, like, it, had this been stewing for all that time? Because that's a long time to be married and not shoot someone in the cock with a harpoon gun, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah exactly. <laughs> Actually, you worry me there now, Baz, because I've been married nearly 20 years. And if you're suggesting that 21 years is a long time to not shoot someone with a harpoon gun in the cock, that implies that that's on its way in my relationship. And I'm uncomfortable with that thought. I'd, uh, I'd I'd seriously be checking uh, Emma's um, wish list on uh, Amazon right now. <laughs> Done. Um, yeah, so, uh, look, maybe uh, they missed out a bit. Um, uh, wife shoots husband in the cock with fishing harpoon because he didn't cook her dinner ever in the 21-year marriage. Yeah, it's been stewing. <laughs> I need to say it's still not okay. No, but it's a little. It's getting closer to uh, to understandable. But yeah, it's the whole that like, like I said, the supplementary. That's that's it. That's all I've got. That's that was the start and the finish of the news story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just, but it was just the the supplementary information of. Um, she then twisted the spear, so she shot him in the cock, the base of the cock as well, not even <laughs> in the top. <laughs> I'm not sure she was that accurate, Baz. <laughs> I don't think she was aiming exactly for the base of the cock. But anyways, Even so. <laughs> but she's got him, right? And then she's gone up and she's grabbed it and twisted it afterwards. Yeah. I think that's just... But I love the fact that it says he was so drunk. I mean, again, this is not justification for this woman shooting her husband in the cock with a harpoon. But it goes a little bit of the way to mitigation Yeah, in that... She's expecting him to come home and cook for dinner. And this man's not just pissed when he gets home. He's so pissed. He's had a laceration in his cock that needs 17 stitches and didn't go to hospital until the next day because it didn't hurt. Yeah, I mean, let's be clear here. I think there's lots of our male listeners and viewers are probably feeling a bit tingly in the nether regions right now at the very thought of this. Yeah, I mean, that... Mate, that is next level pissed. That though, in it, yeah. Do you know what I mean, I, yeah. I mean, look, I've, I've, um, I've, you know, bumped into something when I'm pissed and woke up with like, uh, like my nose is sore or my jaw's sore and that. But to be so pissed, you didn't feel enough pain or notice the damage. By the way, because it's not just a pain thing, is it? No. Nope. I mean, you look down and you think, how pissed have you got to be? Something that needs seventeen <laughs> stitches in your cock. How pissed do you have to be to look down and go, yeah, it's probably all right, that. Well, but more importantly, you look down and, like, see the harpoon stuffed in your todger, and then she gives it a twist. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Irrespective of 17 stitches, if it was one, it'd still be quite horrific, right? I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that... Um, I'm assuming that the, the, the harpoon wasn't still in there when he woke up in the morning. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's woke up in the morning gone. Oh, look down again. Oh shit! I meant to do that last night. Well, I like I like for the benefit of the story that, that that's how it genuinely was. He wakes up yeah. and there's a bloody harpoon stuck out of his knob. <laughs> I, I love the fact that was a factually accurate description, but also sounded like you were like you, someone's nan trying to swear. <laughs> the bloody harpoon! <laughs> I'm trying to tone down the swearing. We've already mentioned cock enough times. No, well, do, do, you, do you want to know the um, the euphemism that they used? Go on. Um, in the crotch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's not really descriptive enough. It, it's only when it came back to the bit of saying base of his manhood. Yes. That I understood what it meant. Yeah. I think they should have used that somewhere. Um, I know, I'm wondering what what else could they have done like, that would have got past kind of... Um, that would have got past the, the, I don't know, the internet police or whoever it is. You've got to, uh, you get that past. So what other euphemism could you like is, is fella? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, well, there's, we, we could have a whole podcast on names of, for you, for your cock, couldn't we? <laughs> we? We've definitely got 45 minutes worth of names for penises, Baz. I don't um, know why I know so many of them as well. I mean, you know. 
Is it because people have called you them? I've probably called myself more times than anything else anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think, like, I wonder if, like, Willie might have got... I don't know is if that's in- anything other than a child's, a British child's one, really, because I've never yeah. heard Willie used anywhere else in the world. No, the- no, but I'm trying to find a euphemism for them that would be more, because crotch is quite a large area. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, for me, crotch is anything kind of below belly button to kind of mid-thigh. Yeah, in fact, she would have done us all a big favour if she'd if she'd, if she'd hit him in the balls, to be fair, because there's way more you know, euphemisms for that, right? Well, I'm, they definitely could have put balls. <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny, though, that this story came from The Sun. Oh, okay, that's even better. They're not normally ones to kind of mince the words about stuff like this, are they? Yeah, but I, I, th- I think, yeah, you can't use cock in The Sun. Okay. Um, <laughs> again, Baz, I'm going to clip that. And uh, a quote from you is, Baz, uh, is like, um, so, Baz, have, have you got any advice for anybody going on holiday? Right, so what I'm going to do now <laughs> yeah. is I'm going to clip me saying, Baz, have you got any advice for people going on holiday? And you're going, you can't use cock in the sun. <laughs> Perfect. You're, wel- you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for another podcast as well. <laughs> I am at some point when I can be asked, as, as I've, I've mentioned on this podcast many, many times, I can't bear editing but um but i do it because nobody else will yes at some point i am gonna edit a load of the stuff you've said completely out of context and just do a full 45 minute episode i thought most Um, of what i said was out of context anyway Yeah, <laughs> now you come to internet, people probably wouldn't notice the difference. They just like, I, I was, I was going to say people had noticed your clothes keep changing, but it's pretty much your fucking yeah, exactly. mo. That so, do you know what I mean? I love the idea of the Christmas special is you'll, you'll, uh, you'll sort of go, Baz, what do you think about this, and then clip in a completely different answer from a different show, which is exactly. just because all my answers for everything, right? Because yeah. <laughs> I've no idea what's going on, so I just say stuff. But the point is, Baz, I don't want your answer to fit in. Oh. I want a completely obscure one, so right, okay. I will do that at some point. Maybe not for a full episode, but maybe a uh, maybe maybe a five minute video for uh, for YouTube or something. I'm going to say some random stuff from now on. Um, mate, I've got two years of it. You don't need to make an effort. I've got plenty. Right, ah, right. I'll be grown up from now. On. So on the next, the next one. I'm not going to read the headline um, because I want to do a build up to it. Okay, so. A man recently submitted testing, including DNA analysis, in a bid to see if he is a suitable donor as his wife needs a new kidney. The man said, My wife got sick just after our son was born and now is in need of a kidney transplant. We checked with her relatives and none were a match or a viable donor. I knew it would be a long shot, so I decided to get tested to see if I could donate. I got a call the other day saying that I was a match. The testing found a DNA match so high it indicated the two are siblings. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of this. <laughs> now, we have, um, we have listeners and viewers from many different parts of the world. Um, some parts, which we won't name, may think that's not unusual. Alabama. It is. <laughs> Rochdale. Um, they're the two we'll go with, Buzz. So, um, I'll go back to the headline now. So, man adopted at birth discovers he has been married to his sister for six years. Wow. Um, a man who was adopted at birth has discovered the woman he has been married to for the last six years and has two children with is his sister. Um, he was given the news when the results came back, adding, I was shocked and confused. The doctor explained that because of how DNA formation is passed down through the generations, a parent to a child could have at least a 50% match, and siblings could have a 0 to 100% match. Um, it was rare to have a high match as husband and wife. I asked, what does that mean? So I, I, I've cut out the bit, like, the doctor basically explains yeah. and says what we've said before, is that, well, <laughs> what, what does that mean? And the doctor's gone, well, <laughs> you've been shagging your sister, pal. Um, the man and his sister met eight years ago. The pair exchanged numbers, and eventually he transferred offices to be closer to her. 
He said, we're related. No, I'm not kidding. I don't know what to do moving forward, but I know it may be wrong. She is my wife and the mother of our kids. After sharing his discovery on Reddit, users shared their thoughts. <laughs> One user said, I mean, at this point, you're married with children already. You can't take that back, so I don't see much point in blowing, the world, uh, blowing worlds up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, another user says, um, you already have kids, and um, um, they're assumed healthy since you didn't mention any crazy abnormalities. Yeah. Same sort of thing. This next one, I can't help thinking this contains a, a, a bit of a kind of a veiled dig at him, basically. It says, if you're happy, you're happy. Donate the kidney to your sister wife and continue being great parents to your children. Well, so this is the problem with this is like, so ostensibly it's a funny story because of the, of, of how it all came about. But there's a very similar story. I'm going to drag it down a little bit now in this country, like years ago, that someone found out that on a similar thing, you know, adopted that they got married. And then they had this whole quandary about, like, what do we, what do, we do? They didn't have kids, I don't think, but mm. it was that whole thing. Well, we love each other now and we, you know, and, and we are in this sort of partnership. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an odd one, isn't it? It's like. It is an odd one, but I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Yeah. But, I'm, but, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's like, yeah, so this is the whole point of it is, so whereabouts in the, are these guys? It doesn't say, but it, it was, from, uh, was from a publication called Wales Online. Oh, well, but they've, yeah. got, they've just got it from Reddit, so it could yeah, be anywhere. Yeah. Oh, they're a pair of whales, are they? <laughs> <laughs> That's where they met. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean it, is a, it is difficult, but strictly speaking, they should be forced to... Uh, never not have children <laughs> yeah. i'm not just that not even try for a children they shouldn't be allowed to uh copulate yes there's a euphemism for you um but yeah it is difficult because obviously to, for the past well they've been married for six years so i don't know how long they've been together so, oh did it say eight yeah eight, eight years, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May, eight years ago so i mean i don't want to um don't want to cast aspersions on the, the the nature of this good lady, but there's a potential she's been shagging him since for eight years. Yeah, um, <laughs> she may not have waited till marriage, but um, but yeah, it is a difficult one, isn't it? In and, and by that I mean um, pretty much the whole world, other than those two, um, and a handful of nut jobs on Reddit who are saying, "Yeah, fuck it, it's fine." Um, I'm pretty sure everybody else thinks they they should definitely split up and not be allowed to do this anymore. Yeah, but it's weird, don't it? Because like they're the parents of children. It's, it's not not to get too serious on it. Like, mm. what do you do now? Oh, fucking hell! We'll never see each other again. Well, you would I have don't to, need just, to never see each other. Just, yeah, no, they'd just, have to just be each other at Christmas, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, just don't put the plug in the socket anymore. That's yeah. all I'm asking. Well, no, the other thing would be like, oh, um, your uncle's going to be looking after you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That is the thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you're right. Like dad and uncle. Yeah, dunkle. <laughs> That's it. Can you imagine that? Like, uh, one of these kids brings home a prospective, um, a prospective partner and says, um, "Hi, I'd love you to meet my dad and my uncle." Yeah, I'd like. Oh, there's only one person there. Yes, <laughs> it was the bit. It was the easiest way I could uh, think of to explain it. Dunkle Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I, I, it doesn't say his name. <laughs> Sorry, any Garys that have fallen, found themselves in this situation. No, it, uh, it doesn't say his name, but um, I'm thinking Gary is a distinct, pers- distinct yes. possibility. Pass. <laughs> Particularly if it's Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we don't know if these people are Welsh, because yeah. it, it was on Wales Online, but it's obviously... This is one of those things that... Uh, we talked about this last time we covered some news stories, Baz. Yeah. Is that I'm convinced that there are some online publications and even some print publications who there, there are some, in quotes, journalists, yeah. whose job it is just to go on Reddit and make a story out of it or go on TikTok. You see it all the time on TikTok, don't you? It was like... Internet creator does this, and people say this. Yes. This video was seen by 45,000 people, <laughs> and there were 150 comments. Like, it's, you know, yeah. there, there were loads of, sto- loads of stories like that. So there must, it must be someone's job to do that, the poor thing. 
So, so I have questions. I mean, like, obviously, we 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 don't know the answer to my questions because it doesn't say in the story. But presumably, she's like she may have brought them home. Oh no, he he was adopted or she was adopted? Were they both adopted? Did you say he was adopted? Yeah. he was adopted at birth. So he was given up at birth. So I'm assuming if they got married six years ago, that her and his parents are both there, and like unknowingly. Do you know well, what I'm they saying? wouldn't have known because if, if if his mum, sorry, if her mum, yep. their mum, yep. <laughs> if their mum had given him up at birth, yeah, and there was no way of tracking stuff, yeah, she wouldn't have known either. So, so it's not like they'd gone, oh yeah, I know, but it's kind of weird. It's you look just the same. Yeah, you imagine though, it's all you know, after like the boy we gave up all those years ago <laughs> can't possibly be him, can it? It fucking was. <laughs> I don't think anybody looks like a baby, though, do they? Well, you imagine that sort of, you know, once that's come out and then it's like going around to see the pet, you know, the, the mother-in-law. All right, mum. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's like, it's a bit It's a bit one of those that it's it's kind of like her mum or their mum. Yes. Um, when he's had the DNA test, he's pro- she's probably not told her daughter that she's got a son and gave it up for adoption. Yeah. So it was like, not only is it, Shit, that guy I've been shagging for eight years is me brother. Yeah. It's also like, I didn't even know I had a brother. Yep. <laughs> oh, this is, there's, there's quite a lot there, isn't there? That's, yeah, there's, uh, yeah. It's kind of like, in terms of a mess, this is up there with the biggest ones, isn't it? I think it is. And, um, I mean, if they live the rest of their lives according to what some people on Reddit have said. Yep. Um, they'll just carry on with this fucked up, <laughs> fucked up relationship, um, and yeah, and just to, like pretend it didn't happen. Just, but like I say, because it's because it's now. I was going to say in the public domain. It's not really because the nah. name's not out, but the doctors know. So I wonder if the doctors would the doctors have an obligation to report that to the authorities or something who knows it's, I mean, it can't be a common occurrence can it because of the chances of you meeting your adoptive your adopted you know brother or sister which is quite slim yeah but we were when we i remember very clearly when emma and i went for our first um prenatal appointment at the hospital um they 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 asked it like a questionnaire asked us loads of questions and one of the questions was are you related <laughs> okay <laughs> so i wonder if they say you know obviously these two didn't know but if you did and you got down to that question when uh, are you related yes yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah how are you related i believe it's because like first cousins is legal but they they would need to go right mm. yeah you need to consider what's going on here, like gene pool and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be interesting when they ask that question. Are you related? Yep. It's me brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story that's like in my family, which is related to this, but after the podcast. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. when we, uh, that's very interesting, Baz. Yes. We'll just um, keep, we'll I, keep the listeners um, on tenterhooks. I'll tell you what, Baz, tell me now and I'll cut it out. Because no. I don't want I don't want you to forget. <laughs> no, you won't, I won't forget. <laughs> it's been in my family a long time. <laughs> you, do, you, you don't trust me. Been, uh, you don't trust me to edit that out. I'll, you will only I'll tell the story. I'll press. tell the story when the red dots are not on the screen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> when I press the stop recording yes. button. Okay, fair enough. Right, I'm gonna. I'm going to write myself a big note. Don't stop recording the podcast for the next twenty-five months. <laughs> Buzz, drama. There we go. But right, I'm going to hang that there. Good. Just so, like so. Yep. All right, that's very clear now. Right, what you got okay. next? This is one of those that um, the headline pretty much tells the whole story, <laughs> um, but it doesn't tell you how and why, which is the important bit in the story. Excellent. So, Texas woman attacked by a snake and a hawk at the same time whilst mowing the lawn. <laughs> What are the chances? In Texas, pretty quite high, I would have thought, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, my initial thoughts on this were, is that two, like, different gangs? Is that a gang member of the Snakes and a gang member of the Hawks? That's a good, that's both, a good point. Both both went at her at the same time. She got, she got caught up in the crossfire of some gang-related thing. <laughs> um, but no, 
Um, a snake wrapped itself around Peggy Jones after falling from the sky. Shortly before, a hawk swooped down to try and retrieve it. Oh, right. So this is a, uh, a hawk has been flying with a snake in its mouth um, and misplaced it onto Peggy. Um, so the hawk swooped down to try and retrieve it, hacking at her arm in the process. And um, I don't have a photo. Um, there is a photo attached to this. So if I remember, um, for the people watching on Facebook and YouTube, um, if I remember, I will put a picture of this woman up there because she's got like a pink bandage on her arm and she's got a massive smile on her face, bless her. I think, um, I, I think there's been an awful lot of trauma in between this happening and that photograph, to be honest, I think she's uh, she's she's done her uh, she she's done her dealing with the trauma and she's come out of the other side. So, yes, a Texas woman has recounted her terror after being attacked simultaneously by a hawk and a snake whilst mowing the lawn. Peggy Jones from Silsby near Beaumont was carrying out the garden chore when a snake fell on her, seemingly out of the sky and wrapped itself around her arm, she told NBC affiliate KPRC-TV. The snake was squeezing so hard, and I was waving my arm in the air, and then this hawk swooped down, clawing at my arm over and over, Miss Jones said. I just kept saying, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> so... um Miss Jones said the hawk attempted at least four times to take the snake before eventually succeeding in its mission, leaving blood everywhere. Um, <laughs> it does say that the uh, the hawk succeeded as opposed to Jesus did help her. Well, this is the so, biggest talking point in this whole story, right? Just proves that you could be as religious as you like, but when you need a bit of help, Jesus doesn't come. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe Jesus did let the... Um, let, let the <laughs> hawk fly away with the snake in the end her husband then ran out to see what was happening i was yelling and screaming he didn't know what i was saying i thought i was bit by a snake she added um, miss jones said she then went to hospital where she was treated for the cuts inflicted on her by the hawk and bruises from the snake wrapping itself around her arm despite not being bitten by the snake she had a narrow escape saying i discovered the lens on my glasses was broken and there was snake venom on my glasses mm. So that if she hadn't been wearing glasses, that would have been in her eye. So maybe that was Jesus that helped her by making her eyesight poor in the first place. It doesn't mention whether her husband's name is Jesus, does it? Just <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, help me, Jesus. Maybe it is. Maybe that's right, Baz. <laughs> so remarkably, she had previously survived a snake bite, adding. I feel like the luckiest person alive to have survived this. <laughs> yes, of course. A snake falls on you from the sky. A hawk mm. comes down to grab it, and you end up with venom in you, right? That's luck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she's the luckiest person in the world to survive this, Baz, right? <laughs> I would like to offer a different um, opinion on who's lucky in life. And I would say everybody else in the world that doesn't have a snake and a hawk attack her at the same time yes. is luckier than this lady. <laughs> Quite literally, yes. I think she's very, very, very far down the list of luckiest people alive. <laughs> she might be lucky to be alive, but that's very different. The final line is very kind of, and finally... Um, Miss Jones has since been back mowing her lawn under the close supervision of her husband. <laughs> Just in case it happens again. Oh, imagine, if, imagine if the story went on to say, and they've since found out they're brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> what, the snake and the hawk? That yes. would be weird. <laughs> no, Miss Jones and the snake. <laughs> Although Miss Jones wouldn't... She has a husband? It's, it says Ms. Oh, Jones. Ms. Yes, sorry, so, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, I, I just refused to say Ms. I, I I changed it to Miss. Oh, it's less confusing then. She's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of those. <laughs> she doesn't want anybody to know she's married or not married. That's what that's what I mean by that. Except when she's mowing a lawn, yes. and now she wants the snakes and the hawks to know she's married because she's got backup from her. Exactly, husband. and Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> There's a lot in this story, isn't there? There is a lot in that story, Baz. And do you know what? When she said, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, I'm, um, 
I'd like to think that Jesus has been helping me by not throwing a fucking snake and a hawk at me at the same time. So, um, and that, that's more of a that, that's more <laughs> of a way that Jesus could have helped. Well, I feel bad for the husband because surely she should have been shouting, "Help me, name, help me, name!" rather than Jesus, unless his name is Jesus, of course. Exactly, Baz. I may have. Um, I mean, she's called Jones, so that doesn't scream Hispanic. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, her, her husband, if she's gone Ms. Jones, that might be her maiden name and she's kept it. Um, and her husband may be called Jesus. Yes. So it may well be, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. <laughs> but I suspect it's not. I love how we're just adding our own spin on this story. <laughs> I mean, it's not enough ridiculous. We've just made it even more ridiculous. Well, you know, we're, we're just we're just covering all different scenarios, Baz. It's, it's our job as as investigative journalists. Oh yeah, that's exactly what we are. <laughs> <laughs> News analysts. That's what we are right now. That's what we are, Baz. Exactly that. Oh, is the next one any more bizarre than this? The next one is much less bizarre. Oh, good, good. I like a bit of normality on this on this show. But I do have. Uh, <laughs> this is the one that will get a mildly controversial opinion out of me more than any of the other ones. Okie doke. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought you could have tapped the. I you could have the, the things together. I did. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Next on the news tonight with Mike. Oh, they don't do that anymore, Baz. They've got computers. Yeah, and stuff. I know. an iPad. Right. <laughs> Um, way to go, as in W-E-I-G-H. Oh, yeah. Um, I was a crisp addict who gorged on 24 packs a day. I spent 12,000 on a gastric bypass, and now uh, and now I've lost seven stone. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's the story. Um, a crisp addict who gorged on 24 packets a day has lost seven stone following a gastric bypass. Single mum of two, Melissa Jones, 38, was 19 stone nine before surgery, but now it takes a size 12. The carer of Hereford said, my comfort food was crisps. I'd get those 24 multi-packets and polish off the lot. 24 multi-packets? <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming she means a multi-pack with 24 in it, not right. 24 six-packs. Yes, there you go. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to assuming she means 24 individual packets yeah. in a multi-pack format. Um, I'd go on holiday with my two boys and I wouldn't be able to fit in the pedal boats. It was embarrassing for me and them. After a gastric sleeve, I felt great about emotion. Uh, I felt great, but emotionally, I was in a terrible place. I'd had a few broken relationships and my fibromyalgia had gotten worse. I was comfort eating and my mobility was awful. But after the gastric band, I felt great. The weight just dropped off me and start I started to feel human again. I feel great and more importantly, I'm able to be the best version of myself for my two boys. Now I just need this excess skin removed so I can really start to live my life afresh. She is now using a £12,000 future inheritance to get a body lift. Right. Okay. I'm a bit worried about the phrase future inheritance, Baz. Yes. Has she stolen £12,000 off her mum? Or has she said, uh, or has she booked this knowing she's going to kill her mum? And get twelve grand in the inheritance. It does sound like the latter. <laughs> it does lie. sound. It does sound a bit. It does give me a sense of foreboding, Baz. Yeah, I mean, her mum mm. wants to check her brakes in her car, <laughs> what she's eating daily, plane tickets, all sorts of things. <laughs> if you are um, Melissa Jones's mum, yeah, just watch your back. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, there, there's a few things I wanted to unpack in this, Baz. So. Um, Firstly, I don't know when um I don't know when the phrase gastric sleeve or gastric bypass uh, became a thing. Yeah. Um I recently found out cuz cuz uh, I know uh, a few people have had them. Um it basically means they surgically remove 80% of your stomach. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, that that was a that, that's a I don't understand where the sleeve and the the thing come I don't know like I don't know. It's it should be called a most of your stomachectomy. Yes. That's what it should be called. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she's had this done. And do you know what? All the loads of the stuff there is really positive and, you know, can't fault uh, and all that kind of stuff. So um, the fact that she um, she had really low self-esteem, um, it was it, it was... It was embarrassing for her and her sons, and now she feels much better about herself. Uh, she's got a better relationship with the kids. All of those things are wonderful. Okay. My argument 
is thus. I've done some calculations, Baz. Yeah, go on. Um, as I tend to do. Yeah. I've gone maths on it again. <laughs> so, 24 packets of walkers is 3,100 calories. Okay. Okay. So she's just in those 24 packets of crisps. She's having 30, she, she having 3,100 calories a day just yep. in the crisps. Yeah. Um, and 3,500 calories translates to one pound of body fat. Correct. Okay. So that means that by eating these crisps, she's putting on 0.9 pounds a day. Or conversely, if she's staying the same weight, which we'll assume she is, if she didn't eat those crisps, she could lose 0.9 pounds a day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, so mathematically, that, yes. Except, again, I'm going maths on it. I am a fitness professional. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> so I'm keeping my professional opinion out of this. Okay. Um, I'm just going maths on it. Yes. Right? And yes, you can come at me to say, it don't work like that, whatever, right? Here we you go. You know this, anyway. Yeah, here we go. And it's not as funny, the real the real. No, answer, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So if... If she were to not have 24 packets of Walker's crisp, or I, I, I do apologise to people at Walker's. I've just called it Walker's because that's the one I went to for how many calories you're in crisps. Yeah, and if you want to sponsor the podcast, Walker's, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to sponsor the podcast on the back of us uh, doing a story about someone who became so obese from eating crisps. It's because they're the best um, crisps. Then contact us. <laughs> so, um, if she were to lose 0.9 pounds per day by not eating these crisps, yeah. um, it would take her 109 days of no crisps to lose that seven stone that yeah. she paid 12 grand to lose. Yeah. So, um, even if she just cut down to 12 packets of crisps, which I think even she would admit is still excessive, yeah. <laughs> um, she would lose seven stone in 218 days, yeah. which is about seven months. Yeah. I would suggest that the process of her um, justifying a gastric sleeve, booking in for the appointment, having the surgery and recovering the sur from the surgery would probably be significantly more than seven months. So it also wouldn't have cost 12 grand to yeah. not eat all those crisps. She would have saved just under a thousand pounds. So there's a 13,000 pound difference between what she paid, what she did and what she could have done. Yeah. And I know um, so, ultimately, to lose seven stone, she paid 12 grand, underwent major surgery, months of recovery. The alternative was not to buy crisps. Yes. Right? And I deliberately made that sound kind of um, blasé. Yeah. Right? But, again, as a fitness professional, um, I understand that if you've got crisps in the house, it can be tempting that they're there and all that kind of stuff but it's a very easy thing at the supermarket shelf to make a decision whether to buy something or not yes yeah, they, they don't force them into your hand as they leave do you no <laughs> she's not walked out of there with a trolley full of gun go, fucking hell where did the crisps come from <laughs> do you mean on no occasion has she done that and no, no that's never happened yeah um so yeah i am look don't get me wrong i i i, I think it's amazing that she's in uh, much better headspace and all that kind of stuff but um, the story would have been, could have been written. Um, 19 stone, nine pound woman wastes 12 grand instead of stopping eating crisps. Yeah. No, in, in fairness, it's, <laughs> it's not such a positive like, headline, is it? <laughs> and the picture of her would have had to be sad instead of happy. Exactly. Like, mm, well, I wasted 12 grand. <laughs> Just, but no joking aside, it is, it, I mean, it's, I think we've discussed this before, haven't we? It's that point of when someone says, I got to 35 stone and decided I need to not put any more weight on. Like, 35 stone's a big number. Like, <laughs> like, why, is you, why do you need to get to that point before you go, oh, that's enough now? Because, like, 25 is a big number. To be fair, in all seriousness, when people get to that sort of level, they're just like, well, fuck it, like, they, it's gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they urge it, like, they, um, them being able to see a, a way out of it has gone yeah. by that stage. And it's just like, fuck it, this is just me, this is just what I do. And they'll, um, they'll project the blame elsewhere. Yeah and things like that but um let's come back from me being a little bit serious <laughs> and just say the official advice of the mildly controversial podcast is don't spend 12 grand on gastric surgery 
save a thousand pounds by not buying 24 packets of crisps every day of your life yeah well actually and according to a previous podcast just only eating half the burrito that you make you'll lose six stone <laughs> <laughs> which worked for ollie last week obviously didn't it <laughs> there you go there you don't eat chris only eat half a burrito do you know what the secret would have been if this woman had given half a crisp to the cleaner there you that, go. That covers everything. There you go. <laughs> if you don't understand what we're talking about, listen to last week's with El Burrito Monster. I used to work with a, a lad years ago, and he was very tall, about six, six, seven, but very, very heavy. And uh, he used to eat a six-pack of crisps every day for lunch or throughout the day, go and buy one. And then mm. uh, he was asking me a few questions. I said, oh, you know, I need to lose weight. And I just said to him, just off the cuff as a joke, why don't you try eating like low fat crisps and he went oh that's a good idea ended up losing all of his weight just by switching out to to to, to low fat crisps and still eating six packs a day he obviously brought it down eventually but yeah he was that's, that's, where were you where, where where were you when um when melissa jones 20 when melissa jones 38 needed you hey well you? I, I was i was too busy in my monster munch because <laughs> i too had a big problem with crisps years ago i put on a load of weight by eating loads of packets of crisps and and that's it. It's like you see a lot of these programs on TV. It was like you know people who get massive, and it's just like you know, and when you see them, thankfully in a better place, yeah. and you know the the results have come. And they said like, how did you do it? I stopped drinking eight liters of full sugar soda. Yep. I stopped eating four packets of biscuits and stuff. And again, we are. I know a lot. Like, yes. We are being blasé about it, but. But that is always the fucking story in these things, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, like I, I, I used to be, you know, this all like a ten thousand pound human thing. That it's like, what did you do differently? Well, you know, the person like I couldn't get out of bed, so the person who's looking after me stopped bringing me fucking curries <laughs> all the time. That's usually what it is. It's bizarre though, isn't it? I mean? It is weird. Yeah, and, well, you see a load of those. It was like those people who are so so obese that they're kind of housebound. Yeah, can't walk. They go. He eats. He eats four curries, uh, twenty four packets of crisps, fourteen pizzas, dr- yeah. or all, all this kind of stuff a day. It was like, who the fuck's bringing him that? Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, it's just he can't be doing it. He can't get out of bed without being winched. Have you ever seen those programs? Though? There is always somebody, and it's like a caring really skinny other half who's bringing them all this food like you know brown paper bags the size of a house full of mcdonald's and stuff and yeah and, and it, it, it is a psychological thing yeah. it is a they think that is what the you know, they think that is making them happy yeah yeah um and, and and they do it that way so we'll move on now yeah i was gonna say it got a bit uh, serious didn't it? <laughs> again we got to uh we got to uh you know taking taking the subject seriously a yeah little bit there. so i think the message of that anyway. is uh is eat um is eat baked products and not deep fried You'll there you go <laughs> or, or or if you are currently um eating an average of 24 packets of crisps a day cut down to 12 yes, half the calories there you go <laughs> what have you got that's funnier than that um <laughs> Uh, nothing. Oh. And, and on that bombshell, that's where we'll end. <laughs> no, I've got a couple of quick ones here, Baz. Well, there's one that I will mention, but we won't talk about it. There's really nothing much to talk about, but it's been everywhere. Yeah, Baz. yeah. And live worm found in Australian woman's brain in World First. <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the long and the short of this story is that um, this woman was suffering from uh, coughs and night sweats, which evolved into forgetfulness and depression. They scanned her brain, and it's... It, it, they said there was an atypical lesion within the right frontal lobe of her brain. So they went to do a biopsy. When they did a biopsy, this little worm came out, and it turned out to be an eight-centimetre-long worm that had been burrowing into her brain for a, a number of years. I mean, like, obviously my first thought of a worm is like a garden worm. I'm sure it wasn't one of those, right? No, it was, like a, like, it, it was quite, a, quite a thin kind of rope thing. <laughs> but interestingly, Australian parasitology... Uh, or parasitology yep. expert, Merab Hussain, name check you, Merab, um, again, nailed the pronunciation. I love it. Um, said she suspected the woman became an accidental host after using foraged plants contaminated with python feces and parasite eggs. 
I mean, that's not going to happen in this country. <laughs> Use them for cooking. So I'm thinking that maybe she didn't cook. Surely, if you boil stuff like that, it's going to kill whatever worm might burrow. Well, if it doesn't, it doesn't say. It doesn't say how this thing ended up in her brain. It just said that she collected um, some forage plants to use in cooking. Yeah. Um, which they assume were contaminated by pythons, feces, and parasite eggs. Yeah. But they don't explain how gathering stuff to cook has transferred a a, a worm or an egg. I'm assuming it went through her sort of gastric system and ended up inside her blood and which said that's the only way that I could figure it would get to her brain unless it just unless she was you know she missed it and it just burrowed itself into her head when she was asleep. Either one of those works for me, Baz. Yeah. That's um, that's that's all I wanted to say about that one really. Um there isn't really much to say about it. It's just like, whoa yeah. no, that's been all over, that's been all over like T V news and stuff. Oh really? Yeah yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so we've got two more here, Baz. Um, this one here. Um, we're gonna. F- I'm gonna file this one, Baz, under fucking idiot. Um, and the headline says it all. A sperm donor chases a role in the lives of the 96 children he fathered. <laughs> okay. So Dylan Stone Miller, 32, who fathered 96 children after he started donating sperm in college to earn money, reveals how he quit work to track down his offspring, whose names and birthdays he lists on a spreadsheet. <laughs> a 32-year-old Georgia man who fathered at least 96 children via sperm donations is tracking his kids down, armed with a spreadsheet bearing their names and a unique sperm bank ID that's helped them reconnect. So, um, I, um, I have a child a daughter from a previous relationship and um, so i paid maintenance willingly and you know it was an amicable situation i gladly paid uh, maintenance um, for my eldest daughter charlie um her upbringing but i'm going to tell you it's fucking expensive yes i've done the same thing um, myself so <laughs> yeah it's i mean look if uh, if anybody else is paying if any other fathers are paying maintenance for um for one of their children um i implore you don't sit down with a calculator and calculate how much you've paid over the years you'll cry i'm fucking distraught having, having done it i've 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 blocked out the number but i can remember but i mean Clearly, it's uh, my beautiful daughter is worth every single penny. So, my point being, okay, I know how much one costs, right? Yeah. This guy is actively chasing 96 to play a role in their life. And the story goes on to like some of them have gone, he can fuck off. He's not their dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, some have gone, yeah, you know, come and meet her sort of thing. Um, but yeah, he, he's given up work. To go and do this, um, which, like I say, I'm finding this over a fucking idiot. Stone Miller was at the time studying psychology at Georgia State. After he was arrested for underage drinking, his parents told him that he had to pony up for a lawyer. That must be, that must be an American thing. I don't know what pony up means. Um, so he signed up to be a paid donor at Zytex, a prominent sperm bank based in Augusta. Um, Stone Miller would provide a steady stream of donations <laughs> nice nice <laughs> that's what it's that says. wasn't even carefully chosen was it <laughs> i'm just reading the words Baz. he would provide a steady stream of donations for six years collecting a hundred dollars a piece in the process yeah okay I mean, I'm you tempted. know, it's, it's, it's decent pay I, for a wank, isn't it? I'm tempted, mate. <laughs> I mean... I don't know, at my age, I'm not sure I could fill that many vials. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you lost your dust, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, you send yours in. And it goes, uh, I'm sure if you rehydrate it with a bit of water, it'll be fine. Oh, they think sure it was... I think it was some kind of like you know uh, chemical warfare thing. There's dust in this envelope. <laughs> yes. Can you test that to check it's not rice in? Yes. Oh, it's got oh, rice it's in. Oh, it has it. So basically, he was given permission um, from the sperm bank um, to reveal his identity to the offspring. 
um, after they turned 18. So he's gone around trying to find all these strange kids and he wants to play, he wants, and he's given up work to go and do it. It's turned into a full time job. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's given up work to go and do something that is going to cost him millions. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what's he doing? <laughs> it's like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So like I say, I'm filing that under fucking idiots. Yeah. We'll move on. And this, Baz, is a good one to finish on because um, it relates back to something we've said on a previous podcast. Yep. So this is uh, a story from Reuters. And the, the news pun- agency, the proper one. Yes. <laughs> God. And the, the pun headline is about ducking time. And the story is Apple are to tweak the iPhone autocorrect function. Oh, okay. Yes. So we mentioned on a previous podcast... I can't stand it when I've, your iPhone corrects fucking to ducking. Yep. Okay. So, um, one of the most notable happenings at Apple's event for developers on Monday is likely the iPhone maker's tweak that will keep its autocorrect feature from annoyingly correcting one of the most common expletives to ducking. Yep. In those moments when you just want to type a ducking word, well, the keyboard will learn it too, said Craig Federici. Nailed the pronunciation. You've done well tonight. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Um, Apple's software chief. Um, so basically, it's saying that um, going forward, the correction of ducking to fucking will no longer happen. Yeah. And the thing is, Baz, this news story was dated June the 5th. Okay. okay. Yep. After I read that, I tried typing the word fucking into my phone and it was not corrected. Oh, uh, there you go. And on that bombshell, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, that's a, that, that's a ducking brilliant way to finish it. <laughs> that, uh, and on that bombshell, that something we moaned about in a previous episode is no longer something we need to mo- moan about and is no longer an, a, a mildly controversial opinion that needs to be had. Oh. Um, so, basically... Uh, that's one out of probably thousands that we've moaned about on this show, Baz. Yep. So, one by one, these things are going to be corrected. Yep. So, gradually, I'm going to tick them off, Baz, as, as the world comes to its senses and corrects all the things we've ever moaned about on this podcast. Brilliant. So well, Good on us. <laughs> good on us. See, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm pretty sure iPhone... No longer auto-correcting the word ducking uh, when you mean fucking. Um, I'm pretty sure that came because somebody somewhere at Apple listened to our podcast and thought, do you know what? Those boys have got a point and we need to correct it. And they did. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much, Baz, for joining me again. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. Mike? Yeah? Do you think anyone's still listening? I don't know, probably not. If they are, where can they find us? Thanks for asking, Baz. That's a great question. The best way to find us is to go to the website at daddancer.co.uk forward slash podcast and the links to everything are there.